Hi there, I'm golf teacher John Dunnigan, and you are listening to the Travel Mug Podcast with Matt O'Donnell. If you love golf, this podcast is for you. If you don't understand golf or don't really even like it at all, you know what? This podcast could still be for you. John Dunnigan is recognized year after year as one of the top golf teachers in our area. Full disclosure, I do turn to him for lessons at White Manor Country Club, but we did not make any deal whatsoever in featuring him in this Travel Mug podcast. I get John's thoughts on who has the absolute best swing on tour. His answer will shock you. Why we do so many stupid things on the golf course and how he fixed the worst golf swing in the sport's history. Plus, John shows us he is a man of many talents. Here he is playing classical guitar. Travel mug. Here we go. John Donegan is here. Golf extraordinaire. There's so many things we could we could we could use to introduce you, but how about this? You are ranked number 39 in Golf Digest's Best Golf Teachers in America. Golf Digest ranks you number one in Pennsylvania, the only Pennsylvania golf teacher to make the magazine's American ranking. So why are you playing guitar? (laughs) (laughs) I've been playing guitar since I was uh, 10 years old, and I, I have never stopped, so I've been playing for 42 years now. And if I had my way, I would be playing guitar for a living. If I had my way, I'd be a golf pro for a living. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, golf pro is not a bad second. Yeah. All right, let, let's simplify things, which in golf is like impossible. Impossible. Why do people play golf? Uh, because everybody has a certain segment of their brain that they don't like themselves very much, and they, they, they feel like they need to punish themselves. It really is a torturous game. <laughs> it really is. You know, I think uh, the whole reason we should be playing is not to score low. Now, you know what, I'm business, what business I'm in. Sure. Right? Yeah, you're a golf teacher. You're a golf coach, so you want people to be score good at Score low. But I'm telling you right now, if people would play to simply enjoy being outside and just play, hit the ball, like Robin Williams says, whack it away, whack it away, and go play and have a lovely walk, they would have much less stress much more fun, and I would be willing to bet you any amount of money that they would play better, too. So this goes into the next question, which is, why is golf so hard? Because there's no tolerance. You know, when you look at, at your speed, so if uh, your readers, listeners don't know it, Matt is one hell of a golfer. <laughs> I'm okay. And at, at your speed of club head, well, three degrees is one half of one tick of the clock, Right. Three degrees is in the trees at your club head speed. So there really isn't any kind of leeway at all. So sometimes I think, I think golfers, when they do hit a great shot, they should you know, take off their clothes and run around a green for a while because it may not happen again for a while. <laughs> so when you have a golfer who's like, oh, oh I can't believe I... You're like, well, that's normal yeah, when you hit sorry, a bad shot. Sorry, bud. Sorry. You know, that, and the, folks, you know, the funniest thing is, I, again, it keeps coming back, what job I'm in. But the fact is, the one thing you're not going to get from me is consistency. I will guarantee you inconsistency is exactly what is coming. We have to learn how to manage it. The best in the world manage inconsistency. They're not so damn surprised by it. But our normal golfer tearing his hair out thinks he's going to be consistent. It's, uh, 
It's a straight route to the funny farm. What is the number one dumbest thing that the average golfer does? I know there's a lot of dumb things, and it's a hard sport, but like the thing you see the most that you're just like, I just wish everyone didn't do this. It's swearing aloud on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I'll try to avoid that. So the, the thing that they do more than anything is they practice if they practice. So number one would be they, they don't practice. Which a lot of people just don't have time. But. A, lot, a lot don't. But that's okay. Give me, give me 10 minutes before you warm up to feel the club head. Right? If you can't feel the club head, you're not going to ever tell it where to go. That's for mm-hmm. darn sure. So the next question would be, okay, when you play golf, they go out to play golf looking to hit the great shot every time. And, well, if that was your average shot, your great shot was your average shot, that'd be okay with me. But it's not. It's your great shot. If they would just play the game more in front of them, try to get the ball off the tee in play rather than hit it 700 yards, try to get the ball solid off the second shot and advance it toward the green, and then, darn it, when you have a wedge in your hand, hit that green 100% of the time, they would be so much better at golf. It would be almost silly. But, no, they try the hero shot every time. you you got to lower your expectations, yeah, which well, is, as a person who is trying to perform well in a right. sport, is the opposite. Like many things in golf, is the opposite thing you, you want to do. You guys think that you're shooting a rifle with a laser scope, <laughs> and what you're shooting is grandpa's shotgun, which doesn't even aim straight. <laughs> I tell that to professional golfers, too. Okay. Well, that makes me feel better. Sean O'Hara's are the exact same topic. (laughs) Let me talk real briefly about Tiger Woods. If he became a competitive force on the PGA Tour this year or maybe the next, would that be surprising to you? Think about this. That man, with all all the funny stuff aside, back problems, apparently his speed is way back up again. That dude knows, knows what it's like to be the unquestioned heavyweight champion of the universe in golf, right? I would never count that guy out, ever, ever. He has the X factor that no one else ever right. can reach. Jack Nicklaus was, the, I think, second. You think Tiger Woods' I X factor? Tiger X Woods factor. was better than Jack Nicklaus. If it wasn't for a little bit of weird stuff happening in the way, um, I think he would eclipse that record, no doubt in my mind. No doubt. So if he does it, you wouldn't be shocked? Yeah, no, not a bit. Yeah. wouldn't surprise me at all. Think about that. He knows what it's like sure. to beat everybody, and it wasn't even close. It wasn't that he was beating them. Mm-hmm. He was killing them. Well, that's why Dustin Johnson likes to have Wayne Gretzky around, because he's another guy who has the ultimate X factor. How about Yvonne Lendl's three girls? Their dad knows what it's like to be the heavyweight champion sure. of tennis. What an advantage. Tony Finau mm-hmm. hits his drives further than anyone else on the PGA Tour this year. 329.1 yard average drive off the tee. I looked up some data from TrackMan, which you're very well familiar with. The average male golfer hits it only 214 yards off the tee. It's a 115.1 <laughs> yard difference. You know what the disparity is all about, but for the average golfer, how can you kind of capsulize why there's such an enormous disparity between the best driver and the average driver on you know, public courses? Well, okay, the, 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 first, the first and foremost one isn't magical. The, the good guys hit the face in the middle. Now, you can't imagine. Um, I was just doing a thing on Monday, and the poor man was hitting the golf ball off of the scoring lines. 
And he had great speed. Totally missing. Yeah, he was just totally missing it. He, he, and I said to him, we, we don't know how far your ball's going, but it's going to go a whole heck of a lot farther when you start hitting the middle of the face. So everybody that's listening, start spraying up the face with, with foot powder. <laughs> and It's another lesson probably behind us. It is. Look at that. So it's nonstop, these lessons. Um, what would happen is you would start hitting the middle of the face, and you're, it's called smash factor. It's mm-hmm. how fast the ball is jumping off of the face of the golf club. So if I hit that thing dead on the screws. Now, back when you probably aren't old enough for that. No, I had screws I had, on my old clubs. Okay, yes. I, I used to tighten them sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so you hit it dead on the screws. The ball's going to go, in a lot of cases, 20 yards farther without any improvement in golf swing. Or uh, I'm, I'm allergic to the gym, so I don't go. But if I hit the middle of the face, I don't have to do anything. I'm going to hit the ball straighter and farther, which is very cool. So you've got to have that. Then you, so what people are doing, which is kind of funny, uh, they're trying to swing the head of the club faster. Now, in a normal person, so I've been done this job for 30 years, when they try to swing the head of the club faster, you know what they do? They throw the club head early, right? And the club actually is slowing down by the time they hit the golf ball. Well, Their speed is all up on the top, which yeah. doesn't matter because you're not hitting the ball when the club's up in That's the air. That's right. You've got to save some of that. You've got to pull along the shaft a little bit, then give it the business on the way down. But they're trying to give the business all the way at the start down, which is kind of funny because it feels like you're working your butt off to have no speed. Because hmm. that's, that's why you see little – you've seen it. Sure. You've seen some of my girls right here where they, you know, they weigh 100 pounds and they kill the golf ball. They're not wasting anything. And most, most of our golfers out there are, are wasting a whole ton. And then there's the 130 mile per hour swing speed as opposed to 85. That's a big well, difference. Yeah, that's, well, I'll tell you what, I got bad news for you. You ain't seen nothing yet. Give it another two years. They're going to go higher in swing speed? I mean, every, I've got seven guys that swing their seven iron over 100 miles an hour. I don't want to hear that. I can't do it. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. When we come back with the Travel Mug Podcast, we're going to talk about how John Dunnigan fix the worst swing in the world. We'll be right back. (laughs) That's a good story. Watch Matt, Tam, David, and Karen every weekday on Action News Mornings. We start your day at 4.30 a.m. Back with the Travel Mug Podcast. I'm here with John Dunnigan, teacher at White Manor Golf Club, former Sixer Charles Barkley. Legendary for having one of the worst golf swings in the sport's history. You fixed it in 20 minutes. Tell the story. Well, uh, by the way, I really, I, I only got to spend a, uh, a day with Charles, but he is such a great guy. Oh, he's a great around. guy. Yes, oh my absolutely. Gosh. And uh, makes me look skinny, so I really like that <laughs> a lot. That's hard to do. But... Uh, so Charles came in, and it was way back in the day where I taught golf at Hartfeld National. And he came in for a golf lesson. My friend Tommy Delosier got me kind of somewhere in the back door and got Charles to try a golf lesson. And he comes out, and uh, he, I go, okay, let's have it. And he hits his first swing. He, uh, like Rob Williams say, he had a stroke in the middle of his stroke, mm-hmm. and he hit the ball about six inches. If uh, you're unfamiliar with his swing, just go to YouTube and you can find it, and you will be horrified yep, it's to a, see what happens. It's a whole new it's method like of swinging. M- many things are happening on yeah. the course of the thing coming back down. Yeah, yep. 
So he does that, and he hits the second one, and actually hits it straight and about 10 feet in front of him. Cold topped it. I mean, barely contacted mm-hmm. the ball. And I, I put my arm around him. I brought him in my office. I said, Charles, what the heck are you doing? And he gets up there, and I have a situation similar to this. And he goes, look, I can make a golf swing. Watch. I go, cool. He goes, why can't I do that when the golf ball's in? I said, easy. Now, I've known him for two minutes. I go, it's because you're not trying. And he gave me the look, you know, because oh. I am, at, at the heart of it, I'm kind of a wise guy. <laughs> I said, okay. Great golf comes down to two things. Intention, what the heck are you trying to do? And attention, for crying out loud, pay attention during the swing. What are you paying attention to during the practice swing? And he goes, well, this and this and this. And it is beautiful, and it looks like a real golfer. I go, okay, well, here's a question for you. Are you focusing on the exact same thing when the ball's in the way? And he crosses his arms, sits down in the chair, and he might have said something dirty. And he goes, I have had tens of thousands of dollars of golf lessons. <laughs> and no one has ever said, ever said anything other than just let it happen. I go, Charles, letting it happen is for when you don't suck. <laughs> but until that point, you're going to need to make something happen with this golf swing. So we went outside, and I gave him a clear intention uh, upon which he could place his attention. And the man didn't hitch it for two and a half straight hours. We're high-fiving. I think, of course, I am the greatest golf teacher probably ever, or at least the golf te- best golf teacher in my house. And uh, he goes, you're going to get sick of me. You know, they gave him a membership, and I said, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be loving it. We're going to so, own the golf channel. So you gave him focus is yeah. really all, yep. all it took. Never came back. Wow. Next thing I know, he's on the TV with uh, <laughs> with Hank Haney, doing it wrong again. But well, now you know where it all started. Yeah. One quality that is what you need to look for to make a good physically a good golfer. One quality. Ooh. Physically. A physical good quality. I would have to say that's actually really tough. Uh, or is it necessary? It, well, no, you need uh, the, the one physical quality I would like is range of motion. That's not a cop out. Flexibility. Some, some kind of flexibility, you know, would be above else because I've seen too many people that are not strong at all that okay. can beat my brains out. Sure, of the golf sure, club. me too. So I, I, I would take that flexibility, range of motion, and I'd get in more stability and strength later. But if I could okay. have, man, it's hard when, when you can't move. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really hard. Mentally, number one quality that you look for to make a great golfer grit. You're going to get kicked right in the pants in this game. Sorry. Happens to everybody in the world. Somehow the pros aren't surprised. They're not happy about it. Don't get That's me wrong. why they always walk around so robotic. Yeah, right? They're, 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 you never know what's... You know, I've had enough time inside the ropes to know they're saying some really interesting things. But they, it's just amazing that the, the amateur golfer thinks nothing bad's ever going to happen. And the tour player has been beaten enough to know, I'm going to enjoy the crap out of this when it's good. And I'm just going to happily go about my business. Well, maybe not happily when it's not going good. After the break, I know you don't want to talk about this, but we're going to talk about the rules of golf briefly when the Travel Mug Podcast continues. Music for the Travel Mug Podcast provided by the band A Pregnant Light. If you enjoy it as much as I do, head to APL's Bandcamp page for more. John Duddigan, T. 
teaching golf professional extraordinaire on the Travel Mug podcast. Are there too many rules in golf, in your opinion? I would say there's about, out of 30, what, six? There's about 33 uh, too many. Okay. And so the one that is violated the most with the average everyday or the weekend golfer, stroke and distance, right? I, I would say that's close. I would say, well, the other one would be anything inside five feet's good. Okay. Right. <laughs> Putting know, things out can yeah. drastically change a score. If, if people put it out, we'd have seven-hour rounds of golf. Um, but I, I would say the stroke and distance, and I think that that stroke and distance, I like the change, right? Coming now, up with the, EGA, the USGA. Yes, please. May I, well, and there is a reason why, I mean, especially for professional golfers, that you have to re-tee it because if you deliberately went after the out-of-bounds area and got lucky, uh, great, but if you didn't, you're, it's almost like hitting it into a pond. You still get the distance. Right. You, you, that, that's not a really bad uh, Getting too technical here, I think Yes, I but I, no, I, <laughs> I get that. But for, for the normal golfers, I, I swear I want to start a league of no-rules golf. You know, just I give that a I, shot. I think even I, it is not lost on me that this game is a game to be played for fun. You know, and I'd like to see everybody play it kind of differently, where they are, I, where they just go out, hit the ball, find it, hit it again. If I hit it into out of bounds, let me drop it from there. Mm-hmm. Because in a normal round of golf, not may not a tournament round, yes. In a normal round of golf, for crying out loud, I have to go up there and maybe go all the way back if it wasn't if it was close. Mm-hmm. All the back, I've just wasted cripes fifteen minutes. Sure. Now, so that's and everyone's looking at you. And then let me ask you a question: Why is it such a sin to step in somebody else's line, but it's a penalty if I step in my own damn line? Explain that one. I'm not going to. Can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the best? swing on the PGA Tour. Which one do you admire the most? Well, I would say Sean O'Hare. Yeah. Uh, I would say the best swing on tour, hands down, is Jim Furyk. Oh, my goodness. Yep, because you guys are looking at swing style. I'm looking at how that ball behaves. Okay, so that that's an interesting point. You, you like what happens to the ball rather than what happens before it. There's, if you look on that TV and I have a slide when I give presentations I use this slide a lot and it's got uh, some dude named Cooch over here with his left arm somewhere around his belly button at the top of his golf swing and then, the, and then it goes you know Hogan and I think I put uh, Dustin Johnson who you can't play golf with that wrist right? No. No, can't no. be done. And it goes down line on the other end of the spectrum is Jim Furyk uh, with his arm literally vertical. Which they is said it's, he looks like an octopus falling out of a yeah. tree. He, well, he looks to me like poetry. Repeatable. Yeah, Every time the same, right? And I don't think anybody's ever beat him as far as consistency of that club delivery on a track man. He's, he's sick. He is absolutely sick. So that's why I think he's got the best swing tour. Okay. Now, that was an, a, a surprising answer. I like that. I like surprises. Yes. <laughs> Golf is expensive. It requires massive amounts of time. It requires massive amounts of patience, of practice, uh, land, water, uh, sunshine, maintenance. Is golf healthy and will it survive despite all of these requirements? Well, I'm going to say I hate that question. <laughs> <laughs> so golf is, we're having one hell of a shakeout right now in golf. That's all there is to it. 
It is, uh, and I don't think it's expense. Okay. I, it, it is a barrier to entry for some. Okay, fine, but I grew up dirt poor. I think it's the time thing that is okay. really the problem in golf. And that's why I think we've got to, hey, if, if any of your folks that listen are superintendents, cut the damn rough. <laughs> cut the rough. Do something to the green so that people can putt them and speed up the pace of play. There's no way I go I go to the club that I'm a member of, Kennett Country Club, which I love, and I will walk, and you know I'm a little round, so I don't walk yeah. that fast, but I'll walk um, I'll walk the nine holes in probably an hour and fifteen minutes walking. It should be like that. Now I don't hit the ball to the target every time. I play left handed now, so <laughs> balls are flying all over the That's place. That's a whole other story. That's another story, another time. But you know, I want to be able to walk up to my ball in the rough or drive up if I'm driving a cart. I want to find it right away and go hit it. Can you imagine playing at a golf course where the rough is six, seven inches long? Ball buries in it. And you've got four guys that miss a fairway. Five-minute rule. Better be paying me. Holy cow. Right? And then, they, you know, some wise guys would say, well, get them to hit more fairways. I go, yeah, go ahead. Show me how. <laughs> Practice eight hours a week yeah. and you know hit 100 balls a day it and, is yeah. not coming all right last question mm-hmm. you will be graded Ooh. number one reason why golf is special why it's special yeah all right I- i'm going to be totally uh self-centered on this one uh my daughter mary grace mm-hmm. the punk and i play golf together we, uh, I teach her golf, which is very dangerous. Okay, but I'm, I've done this before. But uh, she's, she's very good about taking a little instruction, so I give her a little instruction. But we walk down that fairway, like last, our last round of golf of the year, walking down the fairway, she walks over to me. She's kicking my butt now, right? And she grabs my hand, we walk down the fairway. I could shoot 700, and it wouldn't mean a damn thing to me. That's how important that is. That's what I find the beauty of golf. I'm so thrilled that that kid's into golf now. She's into it, which is awesome. Here's your grade. You ready? Yes, sir. You birdied that question. (laughs) Not not an eagle. (laughs) John Donegan, thanks so much. Thank you very much, Matt. Joining me on the Travel Mug Podcast. Let's play golf. You got it. And that sums up the game of golf perfectly, a game that you can share with the next generation. That was top area golf teacher John Donegan on the Travel Mug Podcast. Have an idea for a guest on the Travel Mug? Message me on social media. I'm Matt O'Donnell. Travel Mug, over and out. Don't be offended when I say this. That was 5,000 times better than I thought it would be. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean, right? Right, right. That was really impressive. Oh, thank you.